Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 and for Dorcas is 9.40 in the morning. Those for usually about 15 minutes, thereabouts, give or take a few minutes one way or the other. If you ever miss any of these calls, you can pick them up on soundcloud.com. Put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and T-R-90, and the calls are archived back seven years. I believe he said you can actually go to .com as well as go to the app and go TR90 Frank Lomas, and they'll pop up. So with that being said, they are archived back seven years. For those of you that may not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, and I welcome you on this wonder December 18th day of 2020 to the TR90 call. And I come to you with a teaching background, but with a huge interest of health and nutrition and exercise that um, reminds me I don't want to go down rabbit holes because when I was talking to my youngest brother yesterday, which it's both he and my youngest sister's birthday and they're two years apart to the day, he was telling me, oh, well, you know, I've been diabetic for the last month and I'm going, oh, this is not good. So... Another reminder for me to stay on the lifestyle of the TR90. The TR90 program is one really good meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, drinking plenty of water. The current thinking is about one ounce for every two pounds that you weigh. If you're working out heavily or in a hot, humid area, you're going to need to increase that to stay hydrated. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking at a minimum 50 ounces of water. Making sure to get seven to eight hours of rest nightly. Taking those supplements 20 minutes before a meal. That helps them to synergistically work within your body and really work effectively. If you're not able to take them 20 minutes before, do take them with your meal because they'll still work. It just it'll take a little bit longer, and that's fine. It's not a problem. Making sure to get seven plus servings or more servings of fruits and vegetables in your diet, which will also help support that TR90 program, and minimum of 30 minutes, five days a week of moderate to heavy exercise. So with that, in a nutshell, being said what the program is, I did find some information in a book that's called Superfoods Health Style, Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life. And it was written by Stephen G. Pratt, MD, and Kathy Matthews. And surprisingly enough, the topic today is sleep, the linchpin to the 21st century health. You do it every night. And maybe not enough, or at least not enough for your health. As daylight grows shorter, you may well find your days growing longer too. Too often, autumn is the time of increased workload, family responsibilities, and household demands. Everything seems to need attention at once, 
whether it's healthcare appointments, homework supervision, travel plans, school forms, and even chimney cleaning. Everything that we might have put off over the carefree summer has now come home to roost it, and it's overwhelming. The temptation is to burn the candle at both ends, stay up late to finish the project, get up a bit early, to pack yet one more thing into the day. It's a good time to take stock at the dramatic effects of sleep loss on our health. Believe it or not, there's impressive evidence supporting the argument that the amount of time you sleep, even more than whether you smoke, exercise, or have high blood pressure or cholesterol levels, could be the most important predictor of how long you'll live. Sleep. It is the most overlooked factor in achieving optimum health in the 21st century. We all know that we should eat well and exercise. For many of Dr. Pratt's patients, even those committed to a healthy lifestyle, sleep is seen as a kind of luxury. Indeed, many people who follow sound diets and who routinely exercise are unwittingly sabotaging their efforts by depriving themselves of a pleasurable, satisfying, easy, and inexpensive way to ensure optimum health in sleep. Feel yourself nodding off? You are not alone. A 2000 poll by the National Sleep Foundation found that the sleep debt is a problem for more than 50% of American workers. Data suggests that in the last century, we induced the average, or we've reduced the average amount of time we sleep by 20%. It's easy to put sleep at the bottom of your to-do list. For one, our culture encourages it. We live in a 24-7 world where sleep and or where night and day dissolve into one long stretch of work and family obligation. Get up early to beat the traffic, get a few phone calls in, stay up late after squeezing in some family time so that you can send a batch of emails and do some paperwork. Awake in the middle of the night, look out as a bonus to catch up on a little reading. And then while you're up at 3 a.m. scanning magazines, you're likely to read about successful executives who boast about getting by on four or five hours of sleep at night. The implicit message is that sleep is for the weak and undisciplined. The alarming truth is that sleep deprivation is taking a serious toll on our overall health. Chronic lack of sleep affects daily performances, overall productivity, and now most significantly, health style. Long and short-term health. Sound far-fetched? Well, you may be surprised to learn that the sleep debt of only three to four hours that many of us routinely rack up in the course of a busy week can provoke metabolic changes that mimic pre-diabetic state and hormonal changes that compare with those experienced by someone suffering from depression. In a nutshell, the amount of sleep you get has a direct bearing on the following. Obesity, coronary heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, immune function, 
cognitive performance, and longevity. There's no reason that sleep and health, there's, there's no question that sleep and health are intimately intertwined. Up until recently, however, even though it was known that sleep affects performance in humans, sleep deprivation in rodents results in actual death. Little attention was paid to the effect of sleep deprivation on human health. We now know that while the main function of sleep seems to be the refreshing of our brains, sleep and its lack affect many bodily systems, including our metabolism, our hormones, and our immune function. The important news and one of the major messages of health style is that chronic sleep deprivation is doing more than just making us tired and reducing our ability to perform at optimum levels. The big news on sleep is twofold. Many of us who think we're getting enough sleep really aren't, and our performance is affected even though we're unaware of our diminished abilities. Moreover, and more significantly, the lack of sleep that many of us endure routinely has now been conclusively linked with diabetes, metabolic syndrome, and obesity, all increasingly common conditions that are taking a serious toll on our overall health. Total sleep deprivation suppresses the immune system, and even partial sleep deprivation has an effect on the important protective system. Even smaller amounts of partial sleep deprivation reduce the natural killer cell activity and diminish the effectiveness of communication between our pituitary gland and our adrenal glands. This results in altered stress hormones, which in turn play a role in memory and glucose intolerance. One fascinating area of research is discovering causative links between lack of sleep and diabetes and obesity. In one study, curtailing sleep to four hours per night for six nights impaired glucose, in, glucose tolerance and lowered insulin secretion in healthy, well-rested young men. This condition was entirely reversed when these men made up their sleep debt with adequate rest. The important message for all of us is that you don't have to lose huge amounts of sleep before it takes a toll. Partial sleep deprivation has a substantial effect on sleepiness, as you might guess, but also on motor and cognitive performance and mood. From a very general standpoint, one study found that sleeping less than four hours per night was associated with 2.8 times higher rate of mortality for men and 1.5 times higher rate for women. The author of this study also found that the length of sleep time was a better predictor of mortality than smoking, cardiac disease, or hypertension. One other study found that people who slept six hours or less a night had a 70% higher mortality rate over a nine-year period than those who slept seven to eight hours a night. It's not only long-term health that's affected by lack of sleep. Did your grandma ever tell you that you'll get sick if you don't get enough sleep? 
Well, she was right. Studies have shown that people who suffer from acute and chronic sleep deprivation also experience immune changes, including a decreased number of protective natural killer cells and reduced activity of those natural killer cells. This reduced ability of our body to fight invaders on a cellular level will inevitably make us more vulnerable to colds and infection. You are not only in danger of getting a cold if you don't get enough sleep, you're also at greater risk for developing chronic health problems, including diabetes, metabolic syndrome, and even obesity. While the links between these ailments and sleep deprivation are only emerging, we know for certain that the loss of sleep affects hormone function as well as glucose tolerance and insulin resistance. You may have guessed that sleep deprivation takes a toll on performance. This is certainly true. One study showed that the sleep restriction of six hours or less per night produced cognitive performance deficits that mimic the loss of two full nights without sleep. This is actually a relatively moderate sleep that many people experience it regularly, never imagining that it could seriously impair their waking neurological functioning. This same study also involved 48 healthy adults ages 21 to 38, also reported, and this is very critical information, that the study subjects were largely unaware of their increasing cognitive disability. In other words, they didn't realize it was even happening. Other reports corroborate this finding. We're tired. We're not performing well. We're oblivious to the fact. Most people believe that they function normally despite being sleep-deprived. No doubt this helps to explain why sleep deprivation has become a common condition. We not only perform less well when sleep-deprived, we try less. One study of college students who were sleep-deprived found that on the day following their sleep loss, they not only, as you might guess, were sleepy, fatigued, and had longer reaction times, but they also selected less difficult tasks than the control group. The selection of the least demanding option in a complex situation has obvious implications for the safety, reliability, and effectiveness of workers. I think I'm going to stop right there for today, and the next time I'm with you, I'll pick up with more information about sleep deprivation. I'm going to take everybody off of mute so we can say goodbye to each other. So there we have it. We need sleep. (laughs) Oh, yes. And let me give you some information about sleep, because as a specialist in learning disabilities, I learned a lot about sleep. For example, if you have a student who is studying and they study for half an hour, if they take a 10-minute nap after they've studied, that information will stay much longer. So in other words, if you study, then have a little, like you can do a meditation or do a little short nap, 
But if you want to remember, take a nap, and you'll remember better. Yep. It logs it into that longer-term memory. Yes, yes. And when I was studying for my finals, I would lock myself in my bedroom, and I literally, like I'd have some coffee, I'd have some food, but then I would study, and I would sleep, and I would study, and I would sleep. And when I did that, I was most productive. But it was hard because it's not very oh, yeah. smart. When you, it's not any good when you have to lock yourself from the rest of the family when you're the matriarch. <laughs> this is true. This is true. They can get up to all kinds of trouble <laughs> when you're not. No kidding. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so actually, when my daughter was little and, and, and I was studying at McGill, um, I would drop her off at daycare, and the minute I dropped her off, I ran home, and I was literally studying all day, so that, and then I would go to classes, and then I would go pick her up, and so that when she got home, I had plenty of time, but it was yep. still crazy. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> well, you know, we do what needs must, needs must be done, so sometimes... That's the only way to go forward. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So the, the the ramifications of sleep are phenomenal. So anybody who has any youngsters or teens who are getting ready for exams, check out the effects of sleep on studying because it, it really is helps you to be more productive. Hugely so. So there we have it. There we have it. I love sleep. There we have it. I really work at it. (laughs) Well, I'm sure you do too. Well, and you know, I do. I'm not totally obsessed with it, but I do periodically check my Fitbit about once a week to see how my sleep score is doing because then I've got a general idea. Oh, I check every day. Make sure that I've gotten at least seven hours so that I make sure because I, I really feel that the value of sleep is that important. So, no, I check every day, and there's lots of days when I don't sleep well. And the older you get, it seems to be the harder you, it is to sleep. Like, I, I wake up quite a few times because I now, I didn't know I was waking up, but my Fitbit tells me that, I, you know. I wake up a number of times during the night. So it's really interesting. So for those of you that are going over to Facebook Live, in about one minute, one of our wonderful team leaders will be sharing on Facebook Live, One Team Global, some information on how to build your business, which just now turned to 7 o'clock for me. So I'm going to let everybody go while I go off and do what I need to do for the rest of the day. And we'll be back on Monday. (laughs) Yep, we'll see you Monday, or we'll hear you Monday. Okay, take care, everyone. Have a good weekend. You too.